0: Sleepless nights I lay awake, thinking about the future while you lay in bed. everybody, welcome to the comments from the Peanut Gallery Podcast. I'm your host Jordan Kurtz. I'm here right now with a very special guest, UFC heavyweight Maurice Green. How you doing today, my man? Man, I'm doing good.
1: I can't complain, you know. Mid-camp, actually, not even mid-camp, we're right at the end of camp, so. Uh, a few short weeks here, it's going to be go time, so.
0: Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Like I say, I know it's I know it's a busy point within you know camp and training schedule and all that. I've got the family here too, so thank you very much for taking the time. Oh no really problem, no problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, do you have uh, any sponsors or anybody that you want to throw a shout out to?
1: Um, man, just a big shout out to. I uh, got a couple of little couple of guys that kind of helped me out. Balance Naturals, who actually is a CBD company out of Minnesota. You know, make sure they even sent me a package out here. And made sure I had all my CBD needs, rubs, creams, uh roll-ons. But um, and then just, you know, thanks to my my coaches at start BJJ in Minnesota and Brock Larson who, you know, is the reason why I'm in uh Colorado here with Factory X. You know, he told me it's time to go out there and, and you know and go out and learn. So it's um, about it man. Awesome. And hopefully a new sponsor one day, you know, I drank these. It's Koyos, I don't know. Koyos is legit. For anybody uh, out there
0: who hasn't had Koyos. If you haven't
1: had this, this you may want to get some. Uh, I've had quite a few of them since I've been out here. And I mean, I haven't had a bad one yet. I mean, they're pretty dang good. This is that uh, berry Genius, see? Macy Jean it, It's, uh, what does it say? Brain Support. It's full of nootropics. Got a lot of MCT oils in it.
0: It's gonna help fuel uh, fuel the body Oof. with some extra electrolyte content in the mix too, as well. They've got a great apricot vanilla flavor. They've also got the pear guava. The pear guava is probably my favorite.
1: Personally. That that one's pretty good. Uh, I really like that fit soda though. Okay. You have you had that? I have the had orange the cream too. Orange
0: creams. Oh yeah, yeah, the uh, the, uh, the BCAA uh, sodas. Uh, oh my god, those are phenomenal.
1: Anyway. Hopefully I'll be shouting them out more too, but regardless, this is some good shit, people. So
0: get yourself on some coils. You can also pick those up right over here at Performance MMA. So make sure you uh, make sure you give that a look. Also, want to throw a quick shout out to the Colorado native company. It's right now at that peak season, as far as the heat coming up with the summertime. Make sure that you give a call to Colorado Native Company at 303-218-7788 and ask for Robbie. That's the Colorado Native Company servicing all of your HVAC needs here in the Denver and uh, and in the Castle Rock area. So make sure that you guys give them a call and uh, and yeah, they do some great work. Now we're about to get to know a little bit Mo about Big Mo. Absolutely. So Mo, why don't you just let us know? You know, I mean, what what got you here to this point? You know, getting to the UFC, you've been, you know, you participated in Glory as well. Have some kickboxing in your background. You know, what what brought you here? What's the journey like?
1: Uh, you know, I was just a fat boy, man, and um, had a couple buddies who got me to lose. Like I was three thirty, they got me to lose like thirty pounds, and um, I had other buddies like I'm throwing a fight. Maurice, you're a big guy. You want to fight? Now mind you, I didn't fight a day in my life. And I was a little scared of it. Um, but I was like, you know, all my guys was there, so I had to man up. I was like, yeah, I'll fight. So I go and tell him, he goes, well, you got to go to a gym. So uh, went to a gym. Went to the first gym I ever walked into was Wrecking Ball Fight Facility in Volo, Illinois. It's still a team team today. Still out in that Volo, Illinois area. and. Um, they were just like Maurice. I don't know. We wouldn't recommend you fighting. You never, you never did any combat sports. Uh, but we'll send corners out with you. But you know, we're not gonna put the gym on you. Right. Very understandable. Right. Well, I won by third round TKO or yeah TKO referee stoppage. And man, that was the beginning. You know, I took my second fight really fast, lost, and I took like six months off and just learned jiu jitsu and um, started really digging in jiu jitsu with Jeff Serafin who was my first jiu jitsu coach um, and uh, Rick Sala who was my Thai boxing coach at Evanston Boxing Club in Evanston Illinois that's kind of where I really got got learn about the sport got my feet under me came back won I forgot how many straight and as an amateur went 7-1-1 and you know went pro and shh, man nine years later being I pro i started doing this in 2010 went pro 2012 2013 something like that you know it's been a short time to the ufc but i'm in the unique uh division where it's wide open and mm-hmm. you know things can move very quickly so
0: oh definitely can especially you know, i mean it's it's like a it's almost like a unicorn out there, you know. When you when you have that that heavyweight, someone who is that big and athletic to be able to rise to that level. You yeah. know, I mean, you you were on the Ultimate Fighter as well, yeah. So you know? How how did that opportunity arise?
1: Like what what kind of opened up the door for you to be you know to be on the show? Um, you know, everything then, uh, is kind of was kind of strategic when it came to that. You know, I knit and crochet. And I won't, I won't go by the Crochet Boss, you know, I had another name prior, but Crochet Boss kind of makes more sense for me. It's something that I do that I'm really passionate about. Um, and real quick, shout out Lion Brand Yarn too. Um, you know, I've been doing, they send me yarn and they support the Crochet Boss because you know I've been using their, their yarn since day one. You know, they reached out to me on social media because they liked what I was doing. Um, and I'm in a very unique space when it comes to athletes and crocheting. Mm-hmm. Those usually don't mix. Um, people see UFC heavyweight fighter. They don't necessarily
0: always see crochet.
1: Yeah. Hell <laughs> no. Definitely unique. Hey, but my, my stitches are impeccable, people. You buy one of my hats, you're going to spend some good money on it because I made it with these dogs right here, okay? The same dogs that I I put whoopings on, grown men with, okay? I made it with these dogs. And uh, you're going to wear it, and you're going to wonder why it's warmer than your $200 Patagonia that was made on a machine. I'm just saying, you know, stand behind my product. Crochet balls. Awesome. Um, but, um, I forgot the question. Uh, so, as far as- just oh, about the Ultimate, ultimate Fighter. fighter. Uh, but the Ultimate Fighter, man, you know, I was strategic about it, so when I went there, I knew that there's all, the, all these heavyweights are gonna be big, they're gonna be strong, you know, you may get some that looked apart, you're gonna get guys that don't. How are you gonna set yourself apart? Well. I knew I was gonna be sitting there for hours and hours and hours. It's not crochet. Literally during the trials. Crochet, so they, so if they thought it was just a, a gimmick, like a lot of guys are like, well that's a great gimmick. That's a, No, it's not a fucking gimmick. Like I really do this shit. Like I've been crocheting for 10 plus years. You know, I haven't been, been fighting that long. Right. I was doing this way before I even thought about fighting because I was in the wow. you know fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and I had a clothing line called Monkey Business Decor. And the tagline was "Die Free, Live Fresh." Okay. And then me and my business partner split, and Johnny Bravado, rest in peace. You know, he passed away, and uh, but where he took the clothing line and taught me a lot about just you know the fashion industry. Uh, so that's why I, you know I still got that, and the Crochet Boss is going to have his own line. I got a logo, so um, in due time, you know. Right now, I'm just trying to make a name for myself on this this platform that that I have, which is the UFC. Right. Um, and, and I think I can do that. The Ultimate Fighter itself kind of showed me what I, what I may be capable of with more work. That was just a short time. That was like going through um, like hell training kind of, you know, like even if you were hurt, you were pushing through the shit. Coach T didn't want to hear none of them injuries. Oh, you're hurt, your knee hurts? Okay, go, go ahead and get on the hand bike. <laughs> oh, your hand, you can't throw a punch, but your legs still work? Go get on the bike. You know, he didn't want to hear none of that shit. And actually, that was like a gift, a a gift in disguise, you know? Because it kind of showed you a little bit of mental toughness. And then, you know, the whole fight, the whole thing with Juan that happened when he hit me, and, you know, that showed me a lot. I lost the fight, you know? He beat me, and it's unfortunate, and I didn't go on to to fight for the Ultimate Fighter uh, contract. But, um, you know, there's two things that happen when you get hit and you get dropped it's fight or flight. You know and everybody can say they got it in them until you're in that position and i was in that position and my body fought so um it, it just taught me a lot about myself and you know and um i would never do it again <coughs> but with a hell of an experience and we were we had the better coaches. i mean we had the better coaches okay
0: so then that parlayed into, then obviously, you know, you you did still make the dance. I did. Apart from the show. I did. You know, you, uh, your, your first fight in the UFC was Jeff Hughes, was that correct?
1: Technically, my first fight was Michelle Batista.
0: Gotcha, okay. Ultimate Fighter finale. The ultimate Fighter finale, right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. But my yeah, first fight that I got a
1: fight kit with my name and I felt like all the other dudes uh, was Jeff Hughes. That was Wichita, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, that, I, that was a... a
0: yeah, I talked to Jeff actually before that. Before oh, that really? Happened. Yep, yep. So that was a tough one, man. Small world, how <laughs> it all circles around. Really? But, yeah. yeah I like,
1: Jeff's a cool yeah. ass dude. Uh, Jeff's tough as fucking males. I mean... Because that was the
0: second time that you fought, second, right? We
1: fought 25 minutes the first time, that was another 15. You know? Yep. And point. I was out of shape, and I knew it was close. I was sweating bullets, I didn't want to lose twice to him. Like, you know. But I, I couldn't say no to the matchup because we knew so much about Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, I figured if Jeff didn't change, I thought I could win even at a shirt, right? Taking nothing away from Jeff. I'm just thinking of my abilities and, you know. Um, but again, it proved to be, like, they can say what the fuck they want about the fight. I felt like me and Jeff, you know, kind of got after it in some, some places, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it felt great to not only Get that win back, but uh, you know, kind of get my first UFC win. Yeah, A yeah, UFC fighter. You know, and this was another step up. You know,
0: uh, what you know what what's your thoughts now as you go into you know you're, you're wrapping up camp, going into your second you know full on UFC fight. You know, so so third technically overall. But I mean, now you know, that you're now that you're going the third, what's you know where are you at in your process?
1: Um, you know, right now we're just, we're just sharpening everything. We're, we're just, you know, it's like you, you have a synthesizer or something. You're just putting those small tweaks to all the knobs. All those knobs are my tools, right? So we're putting them small tweaks to make them just right. So, um, you know, Mark Montoya is an amazing coach so thus far, you know. I got, I got nothing bad to say about him. Um, the way he teaches striking and the way he explains things, um, so I can understand it because you know it's one thing to know what's going on but until somebody gives it to you to a way that you can understand it so when you're fighting you don't have to think much but he says something oh okay you know sometimes I want to know the why behind it so uh, yeah I was pleasantly surprised when I came out here and obviously now I'm here for my camp so by the end of this camp man I'm gonna be a machine I've never done a full fight camp okay (laughs) never done a full fight camp really in your whole career never
0: that's crazy man never Well, definitely glad that you're out here, you know, because I'm sure in your, you know, in your travels and your experiences as a fighter, being that you're a heavyweight, it's hard to find training partners.
1: Yeah, so you end up working with a lot of smaller people. that are not your weight class, but if you're smart, you work things you can't necessarily work with a heavyweight. You know, you work your slips and your speed. There has to be something to be said about
0: just, just, you know, like... Tony Ferguson was talking about it in his post-fight talk about, uh-huh. about just general mat time. About time, you know, he said that his dad talked to him about it when he was uh, when he was a young wrestler. Uh-huh. And that he would, he would go to these wrestling tournaments and he would just go and he would just stick guys left and right, you know, he would just pin them immediately. But his dad was telling him, you know, like, hey, you need to get your mat time. You need to not spin, you know, you need to not pin these guys so quick. You need to work on some technique. You need to feel what it's like. In those, you know, those grind portions of rounds. So that being said, you know, I'm sure there has to be something of benefit of going through, you know, those big drilling rounds of, you know, whether you're doing jujitsu to your, you know, to your MMA rounds or kickboxing rounds with other big bodies, someone else who is going to be able to bring a little bit more power than a smaller guy and even yeah. at that even if it's some you know light heavyweights there's a lot of big light heavyweights yeah yeah you know, like and you get work with good big bodies here like your chris kamosi's in the world like your you know dustin jacobi's to those those other guys who i mean like chris kamosi in there lives.
1: he's a big boy um yeah. but like dustin Jacoby, you know he's not quite as big as a heavyweight but he's a big guy you know still a um big everybody everybody poses their own you know, issue to my game and uh, the, the great part is I have a bunch of different type of bodies to mm-hmm. see, you know, what I can do, what adjustments do you have to get, What, and you know, that that means some days you're going to come in here and get your ass whooped, um, and some days they're not going to be great days, some days you're going to have good days, but, you know, that's where I want to get it done, you know, even sparring rounds, if I'm going to lose round, I'd rather lose them in here, mm-hmm. so we win them June 29th, you know.
0: No, that's totally understandable there and, you know, I feel like, just in general, as an athlete, the more competitive looks that you can get, the more times that you can place yourself in adverse circumstances, the better off you're going to be long-term, or, you Mm -hmm. know, because then, you know, maybe... Maybe you never see that look of this wrinkle that, you know, the guy who is a little bit longer and lanky, you know, maybe you never see that in a fight, but maybe five years from now, there is somebody who comes along that does have that kind of, you know, skyscraper type of build that, you know what, you saw this look a few years ago, Mm -hmm. and it's something that's familiar. Maybe, maybe it doesn't come right away, but it comes down the way. I think that's a huge benefit of anybody who comes here as a part of the fight team because there's so many bodies that you and get. And that's what happens
1: from- when you go to like a world-class gym. You know, a lot of people seek the gym versus the alternative. Uh, within, you know, Or just wait for somebody to walk in. Well, you're getting uh, the athletes you're getting and, and the level of competition just amongst your teammates is on another level. So. Um, I'm just, I'm taking it all in, man. It's my first camp. I'm really new here. I'm just, I'm kind of taking everything in and trying to really understand, you know, getting used to kind of how a camp goes, you know? I like it so far. It's good. Um, It's kicking my ass, but you know, there's enough time to recover, which is also important. um, As I'm getting old and I don't recover fast. So, um, yeah, man, I'm in the right place. How's
0: it, how's it felt being here in Denver specifically? You know, the elevation altitude and
1: that, everything like that, yeah. with uh, the altitude? It was a little adjustment, but you know, I am finding my, my cardio coming along and I can't wait to go back to sea level. I'm fine. I can't wait to see what that feels like. Having that extra gear. Having that extra gear. You know, sense. when his motor's almost out, you know, I you push the you push the, the what is that shit called? You push the nos button. Yep, exactly. Engage those afterburns. Just... Mo, Mo, Mo. I know you're tired out. I'm gonna push this button. Yep. Oh, there it is. Yep, exactly. You know, so I mean, I don't think by any means it's gonna be an easy fight, but. So you've uh, you've also you fought in glory. Yep. What
0: was that like? You know, going through that experience, because uh, it, it, it was a, it was a grand prix too, as well, right, or is a
1: tournament? Uh, it I fun. did, I did it the same one. Dustin Jacoby, same one that Dustin did. I did it at heavyweight, and uh, I called on short notice to do it. Never kickboxed a day in my life. You know, went, made it to the finale, made it to the final, and I ran into fucking Xavier vigny well, that's, that's <laughs> tough, Charlie. I ran into Xavier Vigne in the final. He had two first round knockouts. Yeah. Big homie was fresh. <laughs> yeah. I just did a three rounder my second fight. Yeah. And um, I had made my debut in Chicago. I won a decision, and then they didn't call me back for three years. And they called me one day randomly. And, um,. Said, hey, we need an alternate for our heavyweight tournament, flew out to San Diego, fought the alternate fight, knocked him out with a straight left, and that kind of just fired everything up, and then I had tough tough opponents, I think I fought Kathleen Morisano, Anderson Braddock Silva, Chai Perry Lewis, you know, and like a Chai, I fought Chai out of shape, you know, yeah, I'll fight, you know, I'll fight, you know, I, I just, I don't know, I don't like to fight, but I enjoy, I enjoy competing. You know, and I'm not afraid to get. I'm not afraid to go to sleep. What that means is, I'll try to go for a, a big shot. And sometimes, in the interim, you get caught. Mm-hmm. But at least I didn't. At least I didn't say, "Well, ugh, I pulled it back." No.
0: So, you know. Hey, that's a true warrior spirit right there, though. You're not not afraid to. You know, you'll take one you to give one.
1: Nothing's free. But nothing's free, though. You know, you're gonna get hit back. Nothing's free. You know, you're gonna get it back. You know. Um.
0: I feel like it's just a lot like what coach says though, it's, it's not what you throw, it's what you throw after.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because what's going to happen is you start throwing those shots after and say, fuck, well, when I throw that, he's going to hit me. And I don't want to get hit like that, you know. So it's just getting that mentality of like, you know, Coach Joe say, man, you know, you got to not care what happens to you. You go, sometimes I go in for that takedown, like, hey, let's go get some stitches. <laughs>
0: Well, that that's the truth because I mean, shit—you never know what's gonna happen. You may catch that knee on the way in, you know. That's—I uh, mean, I've seen it here. But you give
1: them special. so much more time when you when you don't commit to it, right. you know. Exactly. Right. The, the the window for them to hit you is so small. What, and what sometimes it? you can't say, get cuffed.
0: full send. You gotta go full send. You know, gotta gotta commit one hundred. Yeah, you gotta
1: commit one hundred percent. You can't, you know. And I, I say this right now, and yeah, sometimes I still pull them. Up, but we all
0: Well, I think that exactly what you're referring to in that instance is the uh, is the now infamous and viral Mike Perry clip about how you know about how he started talking about like you know like you hear you like, gotta
1: gonna gonna go, go, Mike, you gotta go, you you fucking go, I don't wanna get hit right now. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You gotta go, Mike. You gotta do something. You gotta go. You gotta go. I don't wanna. I mean that's so true though, you know. Um, but, but through what I'm doing now, um, you know, I'm fully like I trust the I'm trusting the process, right? So, uh, coach always says you just gotta trust the process. So what that means is if I hear something, it means he sees something. Do it. Don't you can't really hesitate. You have to tell you have to open it. So, um, like his puppet. yeah, kinda, you know, in a way with some things. You know, I'm sure there's times he'll let me flow, but if he, you know, if they see something, you know, mm-hmm. you just gotta trust the process and know that it's gonna work. Even if you throw it in the back, you gotta know it's gonna work. You gotta believe it's gonna work. So, um, I'm making everything comfortable you know, right now. You know, and I'm pretty athletic, so um, it's easy for me to add strikes and make, you know, if I can, I won't. But, you know, my, my ultimate goal when I go anywhere and train with new, new people is just, from everybody that I trained with. If I could take one thing that they taught me, or one little tip, or if you teach me how to finish a Kimura faster, or finish this faster by just tweaking how how my grips are, if I gotta roll it, or you know what I mean? Right. If I gotta put the blade in, or something that I'm not doing, it's um, ultimately gonna help my game, you know? When Anthony was here, before he went to fight, went, went to go fight uh, Alexander Gustafson, I was picking his brain. Mm-hmm. You know, I picked Dustin Jacoby's brain. You try to pick Chris Komolji brain. Right? they're all helpful and then you, you got this huge coaching staff which is just you know, you know beyond just mark you got a huge coaching staff that has a wealth of knowledge you know we all fight differently right so you take a little bit from everybody man you just keep adding, just adding these tools at
0: professor busy school too as well yep. how uh, how has that been learning under him
1: that's traditional that's traditional jiu-jitsu you know um my jiu-jitsu coach is brock larson um, and I, you know, we bow on and on, off the mats and, you know, I take pride in jiu-jitsu. You know, that's something that, um, even if I'm not doing MMA, jiu-jitsu is something that I'll probably carry on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a two-stripe blue belt and right now I'm just in the the process, you know? Um, once you get that black belt, nine times out of ten, that's going to be the last belt you're going to wear. So... You know, up until then, it took me a while to realize that. You know, my manager and my coach were telling me that, uh, Brock. Uh, you know, just enjoy the process. I didn't know what that meant for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's no pressure being two stripe with blue belt. You know, um, but um, I'm very, very, very good. You know? Oh yeah. Third triangle choke in heavyweight history. Okay, from my back, just so you know. And Stefan Shrew was the only other person to do it twice. So second heavyweight, just so you know. Not a big deal, but a big deal to me.
0: I mean, it, it keeps you on, uh, you know, keeps you on all the reels. Anytime they mention something like that, there's you right there. I know. I'm
1: gonna get the fourth one too. I don't know when, but I'm gonna get the fourth one for my back too.
0: Hell yeah, man! I love to hear it. So I gotta ask you this, just because it is something that's very unique. What got you into crocheting overall? You mentioned being big into fashion, you know, liking that, but crocheting specifically, you know, what what led you to that? Art, if you we wanted
1: to do something different with our clothing line. And um, while I was working at the time, one of the girls were, uh, you know, her parents are from Iowa and her mom knitted her scarf. And she had, uh, I was like, man, that scarf is so dope. that she was knitting. So on my lunch break, went to Joanne's, bought some needles. And uh, she taught me how to knit. So I was knitting for a while. And uh, my fiance was like, babe, I'm just trying to crochet faster on uh, YouTube one night, I had a crochet, 30 minutes later I had a shitty looking hat and uh, we just kept doing it. And you know, I started to to figure out well with my yarn, the hooks I use, what size my hats are gonna come out, all trial and error. Um, and now I'm at a point where I have my own pattern They're stuck in here. You know, I, I make a husky hat, a headband, a beanie, and sometime, maybe I make some blue cups, maybe you may get a scarf out I of me, mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, if you want to pay for it, I got you, cuz. Do you take custom orders? I stopped doing that. It gets a little, gets a little much. gets a little much more. I'm so, sure with all of your fights. This too. is what I like to do. Like, the, I'm, I'm the thing, we collect the email list and just put a mass email, I'm doing a drop like show Your old does, I'm doing a drop at this time, and I'll make batches of hats for that. You know, but in the meantime, you know, I'll have t-shirts and I'll have my dad hat collection because I'm big on dad hats. I have my dad hat collection and all that stuff okay. um, that you can buy like year round. But if you want one of the one of the one of the what I, I may call the rebel original joints, if you see something, you know? oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. I can't say that. <laughs> I can't call them. Maybe
0: that. not that exactly, but I get the concept.
1: Maybe if I call them the crochet boss original joints and put a nice tag on them, those will be all the ones that I make personally. Maybe I'll get some made in the machine okay. uh, if they just want to have something, you know. But um, you know, the hats I make is the second to none, people. Second to none, just so you know.
0: Well, I'm definitely gonna have to uh, have to invest in some of that once it comes back to this cold winter time out here in Colorado. You let me know. I mean, hey, you never know, it might start snowing again here in the next couple of weeks. We got snow the last week of May, and it's June, so, you know. No, you lying. <laughs> nah, it probably won't snow anymore Please, at this okay. point, but <laughs> no, 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 I'm messing with you. Oh. But it did snow really late in the season this year. So, you know, who knows? I like having a bunch of warm stuff though because it gets cold
1: in here. And my shit is really warm. So just so you know. At
0: Yo, so I, I have to ask you then, following up from, uh, from that, everything
1: goes according to plan, June 29th. What's next? I'm gonna finish Junior Albedo. You know, I'll continue what, I, what I'm doing, you know. I was out of shape in my last fight, you know. Um, there's not, there's, there, there, there's no reason why there should be any lack of shape for this fight. Um, so I, I got, yeah, between and yeah, between our know, strength conditioning and our practices and just, just, he can do whatever he wants to do. That's great. You know, he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt. That's awesome. You know, that's what's up. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna beat his ass. You know, um, that being said, you know, there's still more work to be done in the gym. So <clears throat> and that's not me being cocky, it's just me being confident, I just, am better than him. You know, he's good. I'm better than him, yeah. I can't wait to see it, man. I, I just, I love
0: the energy around here. You know, I love getting to watch, you know, getting to watch the rounds the other night. That was, you know, I, I'm just a fan of the sport. I'm a purist at this obviously you know i mean i've built an entire brand surrounding mm-hmm. this sort of stuff but you know I, I can't wait you know i i'm very honored to have you on the show today so thank you very much for taking no problem. The time you know as we start to just to kick out on this thing we are the comments from the peanut gallery podcast you can check us out at www.cftpg.com check us out on all social media platforms at comments from the peanut gallery Thank you guys very much for following along. Appreciate everything all along. Make sure you check out my boy, Maurice, on June 29th. June
1: 29th, right? June 29th. June 29th. UFC on ESPN 3, I think it is. So it's on regular ESPN people, not ESPN Plus, regular TV. As of right now, it shows it on the first fight on. So don't think you're going to turn it on late and miss the good ones. If you don't turn it on early, you're going to miss one of the best fights.
0: OK? Let's just call it right now. going to miss the fight of the night. Check my man, Maria. Shit, whatever, whatever
1: one gets me the bonus <laughs> <laughs> performance is fight of the night, uh, knock on, whatever one, uh, performance, whatever. Just that's what it is. As long as as long as long I see that in my bank account, we we Gucci. Because who doesn't like watching a good heavyweight fight? This is the comments from the Peanut Gallery
0: Podcast. Signing out. Sleepless nights I lay awake Thinking about the future While you lie in bed I'm getting cake, Rolling loud Buddha there ain't enough hours in the day To do what I'm doing Make felony music So criminals can get high to it We ride to it And fly through the sky Moving at light speed So don't blink You might lose this spaceship We ride in that fly shit You couldn't try this way Of living you die quick No chance of sleep I'm wide awake on this night Rolling up my loud In hopes it'll help Lower my eyes Dilated now I'm faded Mouth real dry See some energy to wet my tongue feel real nice looking for a baddie come to bed with me open the thighs let her rub my back as i'm blowing pack finish the night roll big trees fat sticks that's a lot of lumber sipping mixed drinks blowing tweets till i achieve slumber yeah